0: Welcome, welcome back to Interscope Voices by NSNDC. My name is Ashford Somerville. I'll be your host. Welcome to Interscope Voices by NSNDC Baltimore. We're a group of professionals dedicated to excellence. You will hear and meet many sales professionals from a diverse background. We are a podcast dedicated to sales professionals by sales professionals. You will hear a broad range of topics designed to give you an insight lens Into professional sales and access to resources to advance your career. Our objective is to give you the listener a platform to connect and also as a member to connect, gain usable insight that you can use in between or to visiting customers or even starting your day. The objective of this is truly be a resource for our members. So thank you guys for tuning in. Today's topic we are going to be discussing today is going to be on tech sales and women in tech sales. So with me, I have a very special guest I would like to introduce. Um, can you please introduce yourself?
1: Sure. I'm Rachel Murray.
0: Hello, Rachel. How are you doing today?
1: I'm well. How are you?
0: Good, good. Thank you so much for being on Indiscope Voices. First and foremost, can you tell me a little bit about yourself?
1: Uh, sure. So I am on the Business Development Committee with NSN. I'm a recent grad, and I am currently an account executive at a tech sales startup.
0: Fantastic. And just so you guys know, NSN is a national sales organization, or NSM stands for national sales organization, is a 501c3 not-for-profit membership organization whose objective is to meet the professionals and developmental needs of sales and sales management professionals and individuals who want to improve their professional sales skills. With that concept being skills, I think a lot of people aren't truly understanding what sales skills are. There are people who are naturally talented at sales and there are all those anomalies. But nonetheless, the mass majority of us, we believe in sales skills, which is hard work, dedication. So with the topic being on technology sales, I'll first go ahead and read Google's definition of technology sales or first tech sales. Tech sales is a business-to-business B2B transaction of technology solution from a provider to an organization, particularly when you're selling for a reseller. The executive have to believe in you and trust you personally before they're going to make that type of investment. The second one is technology sales. Technology sales is focused on connecting customers with innovation tech products. Technology sales is all about identifying the customer who can benefit from a particular solution and showing them how that solution can meet their needs. So would will ty- ty- go right directly into you, Rachel? What is your definition of technology sales?
1: I would align it more with the second definition because although the first definition is more applicable to me, mm-hmm. it's more uh, focused on B2B sales. However, tech sales can also uh, comprise business to customer sales as well.
0: Gotcha. And, and, and a lot of people, I mean, uh, hopefully most of our listeners know the distinction between B2B and B2C, but business to business or business to C, uh, business to the customer. I always think things always relate business back to customers because we're people and people are customers. So we use it. We use technology now, even on this podcast, on our cell phone. So I definitely believe that's a huge point. My first question for you today, Rachel, is can you tell me um, a little bit of what you do within uh, technology sales, like what is it that you do?
1: Uh, so I sell cybersecurity SaaS sales solutions to small businesses, so they have a revenue of like sixty million or under.
0: Wow. Okay. So I don't know much about tech sales, and we're trying to learn. And I guess our users as well. If you were to look into tech sales or trying to get into tech sales, what what would be the key? Now, well, let me rephrase that question. Tell me, why did you choose sales, number one? And then number two, why tech sales?
1: So I chose sales, number one, because I was actually hoping to get into medical sales. Okay. Uh, I have a degree in healthcare, and so medicine's always been an interest. However, medical sales is very competitive, mm-hmm. as I learned after I graduated. And so I realized that tech sales will actually like take you uh, when you're more of an entry level, mm-hmm. and train you, and you can actually uh, advance pretty quickly within the organization.
0: No, oh, that's fantastic, and I appreciate you saying that because a lot of people, um, you know, our 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 chapter and our organization overall, but our chapter in particular is a very diverse background. We have a lot of people in different sales sector, s- sales sector, I should say. And there's nothing like learning something new about what's out there. And technically, I do medical sales, and I use technology all the time. We use Salesforce, we use uh, the the Outline, I mean, sorry, Outlook, and we use other different platforms. And I know our systems are going more and more tech oriented and less paper. So I definitely think, despite you thinking you're not in medical sales, technology is involved in everything. So I think I uh, find it very interesting that you uh, you said that. But being a woman. Can you talk to me a little bit about, you know, the expectations? I not so much the expectations. How do you feel as a woman in sales and tech sales in particular?
1: Um, I think it's, it's kind of interesting being a woman in tech sales because I have definitely heard from some female colleagues, for example, that, um, you know, you might need to like moderate your tone of voice with the people that you're calling on. So, uh, I call on IT people, mm-hmm. so, you know, they're mostly, like, men. Gotcha. And so, yeah, I've heard, like, from different colleagues, oh, you know, make your make sure your voice isn't very high. And oh, stuff wow. Like that. Yeah, but there's very few women in general on our sales team. There's only, like, three.
0: Wow, mm-hmm. out of how many? Three out of 10, 20? Oh my gosh, maybe like fifty. Wow. So yes, yeah, so yeah. you guys do have it, and and the workforce has definitely changed. I'm not gonna lie about that. Obviously, um, we how would I say this properly? You have this preconceived notion what salespeople are, you know. And let's say I just throw it out that The best analogy I use all the time is car salesman. Right? There's a reason why they say car salesman. Women sell car. Women sell cars just as much. But for me, when you think the word sales or salesman, you always think ah. Uh, going to be a slick talker they're going to talk this talk that to you so i'm 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 very intrigued that you mentioned your colleagues especially your female colleagues have gave you some kind of advice about how your tone your pitch your acoustics of your voice makes an impact based on your customers and who you talk to so that's very very interesting um how do you feel uh tech sales is very different compared to like other sales like can you kind of talk to me about the process of tech sales?
1: yeah, definitely. Um, I'll try to keep it concise, okay. but I would say with tech sales, one of the most important things that I don't I haven't seen in other verticals is that you're kind of expected to become like a subject matter expert.
0: Wow. okay. so yeah, instantly out of school, and you mentioned before too um, how and not to cut you off, but you mentioned before how you know in medical sales you felt it was very competitive and it was not as easy or accessible for you right out of grad graduating college compared to tech sales you instantly have to graduate and be a subject matter expert is that what you're saying is that is that correct well or do they expect you to be a subject matter expert
1: when you're joining an organization mm-hmm. in my experience at least uh, they kind of expect you to read about uh, the topics that you're going to be dealing with every day mm-hmm. particularly like in cybersecurity there's like a lot of different like areas that it affects
0: okay so yeah. No, absolutely. And and with that being said, I know myself. Uh, Was it biometrics, right? Yeah. That's, that's sales. Uh, I know my phone now. Everybody who has the, you know, I'm not sure if you're one system or the other, but we all have that thumbprint. Then we also have the iris scan. That's all biometrics. So somebody sold that to these cellular companies and say, hey, your end users may benefit from this. Here's why. And that process is pretty much. Is what I want to. I guess our users want to learn and understand a little bit about. So, can you tell me um, a little bit more about the sales process in tech sales? Like, what is the step? First stage, second, third, etc.
1: Okay, so the first stage is usually comprised of cold calling. Okay. Uh, so one of the things about tech sales is that, uh, especially in a startup. Where the market's not saturated, you're kind of trying to break into white space accounts. People who have never heard of your name before.
0: Okay, so white space means uh, people who've never heard your name before. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm learning something new too. So I, I appreciate you and give me some insight. So that's interesting. So white sales accounts. And while we're on that subject. Uh, in regards to talking to white sales accounts or people who haven't heard your name before, I want to make sure all our users or our listeners, I should say, are familiar with all our multi uh, our multiple social media platforms on how to connect with us. The first one is that we're on LinkedIn, which we are National Sales Network NSN DC Baltimore. We also have an Instagram, which is NSN DC Balt. For our Facebook, we have NSN DC Baltimore chapter. For our Twitter, we are NSNDC underscore Baltimore. We also have a YouTube channel, and we are National Sales Network DC Baltimore. And if all else fails, please look up us and for upcoming events on our uh, website, which is salesnetwork.org backslash DC Baltimore. I really, really appreciate learning, and I feel, you know, as we get into more of a technological I guess we're in technology. I have nephews and younger colleagues or kids, I should say, who they want to see your cell phones. They know how to operate. I think you give any three or four year old your cell phone first and last year if they have any games on it. And that's what they want to do. So somebody had to sell that. Somebody's definitely communicating that to the masses. So, can you tell me a little bit of um, what to expect in tech sales? So you mentioned before really penetrating into those white spaces. So tell me a little bit about what to expect when you're in tech sales.
1: Yeah, I would say it's certainly not glamorous. Like you're probably going to be inside sales, which means you are smiling and dialing. Smiling every day. and
0: dialing. Okay. So tech sale is even though you are doing person, I mean business to per, B2C sales, you are not, you don't have FaceTime with the customer. You're not in front of the customer or a potential customer or buyer.
1: Yeah, no. Um, I only have FaceTime with customers, and particularly because my territory is like farther away. I got you. Uh, I only have FaceTime if I'm trying to close like a very large deal.
0: Wow, interesting, interesting. So you are here in the D.C. metropolitan area. You work for a startup. You're an account executive. Where's your territory?
1: My territory is New England, so it's comprised of New Hampshire, Maine, Vermont, Rhode Island.
0: Gotcha, so the Northeast. So that's very interesting, and I feel that's phenomenal based on the climate we're in now and how technology can truly interface into our lifestyle. Let's say, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago, if somebody says their territory is not in where they live, that pretty much composed of you, comprised of you having to spend a considerable amount of time in your territory, despite, you know, you calling them. I mean, now everybody's connected based on the phone call, Skype, um, you know, all the others, um, whatever, email, whichever form you want to communicate with someone on. So the fact that your territory is in new England kind of explain to me that process, how do you go about, like you said, co-calling, how do you go about reaching out to them, introducing yourself and presenting your product or Uh, services? I should say.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, Yeah, probably either cold calling or um, emailing them would be the first step. Uh You know, sometimes we have people who are already interested in our product and they're like requesting quotes or whatnot, which is nice to have. But I can't make my quota based off of those because they come in so infrequently.
0: Of course. Of course. I think most people don't realize, too, how the mindset of salespeople have to be very much. uh, What's the word for it? Um, I want to use this um, very loosely aggressive and that fine line between aggressive and assertive if you wait for sales they're not gonna happen but if you go out and make sales more sales will happen and that's the fine thing but you go out there and unfortunately are too aggressive with your product or your service nobody's gonna want to deal with you so I like the fact that you said you you cold call but at the same point you get leads Tell me the difference of how you will manage a lead that comes in from, uh, from, a, from, a, from a referral or somebody who's interested or a company that's interested in your product that you're, all, you're offering or service.
1: Uh, so it's pretty easy to manage a lead that comes in uh, from an inbound source because, you know, I, I'd probably just give them numbers pretty quickly after figuring out what their needs are. Uh, the thing is that sometimes people want quotes straight off the bat, and mm-hmm. I sell like a custom security product. So we need to figure out, like, kind of which tier do you want and which add ons gotcha. you're having.
0: No, and, and I love the fact you said that. I'm, you guys can get tired of this, but I keep things very simple. I believe in the KISS model, keep it simple, stupid, or keep it simple. Um, what I do, what I've learned about sales in my time in sales has been you know, really keeping things simple and making things are detailed but also retainable. And I used the analogy of a car salesman, right? And you're doing you said the same thing but just in a different way. But I was just kind of repeat it. Being a car salesman, if I was a person, let's say I'm a a family man and I go to a car dealership, and for some reason I'm looking at the convertible. But the first salesperson that comes up to me and engages with me and say, Hey sir, are you looking for a car today? I'm like, Yeah. And they ask me do you like what you see that's a great question it's an open-ended question i'm like yeah but i throw in there right away right but i have a family a great salesperson will look at that situation like listen you have a family you're looking at a two-door convertible this may not be best, ideal for you unless you already have another vehicle but a great salesperson would understand that situation and then present like okay so you're looking for you have a family is there a price you have in mind or is there a particular feature and benefits that you're looking for in regards to you need like an SUV, a four-door sedan, how old are your kids, so on and so forth. That's just doing your due diligence as a salesperson. But you mentioned the same thing. Most customers, you know, we've all been consumers at some point. You just want price, 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 price. So I love the fact that you just mentioned um, really qualifying the, the customers and really going through, hey, what's the best set that's for you? Because what I'm trying to sell you, what you're going for maybe the cheapest thing on the on the or lowest mark for you initially, but you may need these two other systems in the next two years and now you have to come back again and buy this whole other system or a whole other product. So is it is better is more beneficial for me to kind of give you an overall analysis of what's good for you and then from there give you the best fit that I feel will be good for you just not now, but maybe the next two to three years. Can you speak a little bit about how uh technology sales works in regards to like I would say long jeopardy. Let's say Um, what you buy today, because we all know technology goes fast, can it truly benefit you later on? Or are you just selling things based on what people need now? And because it makes sense now, great. Like everybody wants a cell phone, right? But do you want a cell phone with a camera in it too? Do you want a cell phone with a recorder in it? Do you want a cell phone that's connected with apps? Or do you just want a basic cell phone that can dial?
1: Yeah, I would definitely say uh, qualification, which you mentioned earlier is totally the right word for this. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to figure out what the business impact is that makes them interested in our product or makes our product beneficial to them Mm -hmm. Um, and try to make it kind of a long-term solution. Yeah. Yeah. And then so in particular, like our, my company specializes in, you know, like one specific area of cybersecurity and kind of has multiple products to have a multi-layered security strategy. So, uh, when I have demos with my customers, I definitely try to customize it to their situation and try to, you know, suggest like, hey, you know, like this product might be something down the road that will benefit you for a multi-layered and integrated, seamless security strategy.
0: Wow, that's the DC Baltimore chapter, man. That's one of the phenomenal things about being part of our organization. I know a lot of our listeners. Uh, do come to our meetings, but if you don't, these are the conversations you will be having with our exec board, someone like Rachel Murray or any of our other members. We just have a plethora of talented and really knowledgeable sales professionals. So if you're looking to get into technology sales or learn about technology sales, we definitely appreciate it. We do have an event coming up in in April that we want to make sure you guys definitely check out our listeners. Please go through our website and see any updates that we do have for upcoming events. There's tons and tons of information. And we also have panelists and guest speakers that come in and cover different subjects. So, Rachel, I just definitely appreciate you just being on the podcast today and talking more about that. Here's a question for you. I know we mentioned a little bit earlier, um, but it's a two-part question. The first part of the question is, what were your expectations expectations before you got into technology sales, and what are they now?
1: My expectations prior to getting into it was that, I guess, I was going to uh, kill it and... And uh, move into a more senior position pretty quickly Uh because that does tend to be the norm in tech sales. Like if you're in, so I started in sales development. If you are in a sales development for more than like, I think they say like six to uh, 18 months, Mm -hmm. then you're probably not good at it because you're supposed to get promoted pretty quickly and it is churn and burn. So um, I didn't realize how much work it was going to be after I was in it. Um, I didn't realize, I guess how to go about the strategy in terms of like customizing things for customers. Mm-hmm. So I think I have a better idea of that. And then I didn't realize how much learning was involved.
0: Yeah. And and, and, and I, I think the, the worst thing a person in any field can ever do is thinking that they're just going to make it based on their wits. You know, I think you do have to learn. You have, you do have to be there for the long haul. It is a process. And the f- fact that you just said, I, I was, you guys were in a, you were in a sales development program, I'm assuming, and it's six to eight, 18 months for you to qualify for you to advance on to the next level, which most sales people go through, you know, I call it the associate program or the associate level. And then you prove your prove that you can actually, Perform the job and then you move forward into a sales representative or account manager role. So I definitely love and dig that. Um, part two of that question like, that was your first expectation before you got into it. Can you tell me a little about what you think about it now in regards to what you thought technology still was and what you think it is now since you, you're doing it?
1: Yeah, since I'm doing it now, I definitely uh, realize that it helps to have a technical aptitude. Okay. Um, to be a good learner, to be able to have good study habits, Mm -hmm. I actually realized like, wow, I need to improve my study habits.
0: Yeah, interesting. So when you said technical aptitude, I don't know what that means. And maybe some of my users do, but can you Mm -hmm. kind of speak a little bit to what technical aptitude is?
1: Yeah, I guess I would say uh, having a technical aptitude means that you probably have a mind that's kind of suited for like picking up on more abstract concepts. And there's a lot of abstract concepts in tech sales.
0: Gotcha, okay. And, and again, I'm so learning. So, give me one, give me an example of an abstract con- abstract concept because I'm looking at it as like a cloud or a graph. Perhaps mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking of. Can you kind of give me one example, what or illustrate what you think an abstract abstract concept is for technology sales? For for just a person wanting to get into technology sales, and one the first thing they she kind of understand was the first thing you think an abstract abstract concept a tech. A, a candidate who's interested in technology sales should be looking at or have the ability, have the aptitude to understand.
1: Yeah, I'd say one abstract concept is, like, the cloud.
0: Gotcha. Okay, and we all have clouds. Can you kind of explain to me what the cloud is? Explain to our listeners what the cloud is.
1: Yeah. The, oh, gosh. I use the term every day, but I would say, like, <laughs> it's it's kind of like a data center, you know, that's like – let me pause this. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Yeah, so Rachel, as we were talking about uh, the cloud, can you kind of explain to me, as you mentioned, what cloud, what, what is the cloud, what is the cloud, what is cloud?
1: Okay, so first of all, a lot of people have different definitions for it. Okay. But in general, what I would say is it comprises infrastructure as a service, which means that the provider gives you their infrastructure and they host your data in their own center. So you're not like, say, back in the day, when we used to have software on floppy disks, mm-hmm. so it's kind of evolved to the cloud where you're not hosting the software in your own computer.
0: Of course. No, and I think we all use the cloud some way, somehow. We don't know what the cloud is, but we all use it. But I think you spoke perfectly in regards to that infrastructure. I realized we all, like for me, all well, my pictures, I used to have pictures on my, on my um, what you call it, thumb drive all the time, or my laptop. And I realized it's more efficient to have all my pictures in the cloud somewhere and I can find it. Now, I think we all have our little fears about what the cloud is and who can see the cloud. But I like the fact that you explained that concept of the the cloud aspect into data and technology and how you save that information. Because some businesses have very valuable information. That's the most important thing, the data of your customers and your data of how you fix problems and so forth. It's pretty much the most valuable thing about the business. So the fact that you offer that solution as a salesperson or have the ability to offer that is huge. I mean, if you told me right now, hey, Ashford, which other tech companies have, hey, we can store all your videos, all your precious memories. Those things are valuable to me. So I'm like, yeah, I'll pay for that because that's something I feel the end user is going to always value because the main thing is space, 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 space. And that's a digital space, but that makes sense. Great. So I appreciate you being on the podcast and you kind of definitely going into uh, tech sales and women in tech sales. If there were top five, the top things or top whatever, five, or six things that you feel our listeners could take away from tech sales, what would be those five things you think that will help them be successful?
1: Okay. I would say, first of all, you want to be comfortable with cold calling. Uh, second, you want to be organized and have good time management skills you wanna be able to put in the work so that you can reap the rewards. Um, Fourth, I would say you wanna become a subject matter expert and spend time learning about uh, your solution every day. And fifth, you wanna have good study habits.
0: Good, good, those are phenomenal. So let me just make sure I get this correct and just what you said. The first one you feel uh, contributed to your success it's been definitely being comfortable with cold call, and I think that's huge. Um, I I said this before when I preached in my previous podcast, but you got to be comfortable hearing the word no in sales. If you're not comfortable hearing the word no, um, that's a hard hurdle to get over because you hear more no's than yeses in sales, and that process is just cold calling, going to people and asking them, hey, do you want or can you benefit from this service? So I think that's huge. Uh, the second thing you mentioned before was being organized in time management. Um I feel, and I think, that organization is key. Time management is also equally key. Is, uh, you need them both. If you spend too much time doing the wrong things, um, you kind of get nowhere because sales is all about results. And the third thing you said was to put in the work. Uh, we all have the ability to end sales, be glamorous, and, don't, and run, to reach, reap the rewards for all our hard work. But sometimes I think we become methodical and kind of just go through the day-to-day and I realize you always have to be pushing yourself to get a little bit better. And then the next thing you said was, uh, the fourth thing you said was become a subject matter expert. And I like that because what I honestly believe, Rachel, I would love for you to come back in and talk more in depth about some of these topics on our po- next podcast so we can have more insight because these are all great nuggets you're dropping off. But being a subject matter expert, like you just said about the cloud and infrastructure, I didn't know any about that stuff. So I'm sure our user, our listeners who are interested in tech sales may benefit from this or who been in tech sales may just need a good nice refresher so I appreciate that and then lastly you said was have good study habits um, I can't speak anything other than this that you got to study you got to perfect what you're learning you got to be an expert I think it ties in well so I definitely definitely appreciate that thank you so much for your time here on NSCO voices again if you guys aren't aware of NSN DC, Baltimore we are one of the best chapters for you to network and connect and learn more about sales and professional sales and aspect to how to grow and improve your overall sales development and career opportunities. Please check us out on all our different social media platforms. The first one, again, is LinkedIn, which is National Sales Network DC Baltimore. For our Instagram, it is NSN DC Baltimore. Our Facebook is NSN DC Baltimore Chapter. Our Twitter, is NSN DC underscore baltimore our youtube is national sales network dc baltimore and our website is nat- salesnetwork.org backslash dc baltimore thank you so much for coming into our podcast today um how do you feel about the podcast
1: i feel great about it i, I like
0: it i like it yeah and this podcast again we are definitely want our listeners to have ability to connect with us and you learn from knowledgeable um, professionals who can give you information that's retainable, and then definitely create like an experience where you feel connected and prioritize prioritize your advancements in your career. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to NSN DC Baltimore. Thank you so much, Rachel, for our guest for coming on today. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Stay tuned for our next podcast, guys. Thank you.